This is the Hear Me Out CC podcast, a place to hear stories from the deaf and hard of hearing people and from your host, Ahmed Khalifa. So here's the question for you. Which is better, sign language or the oral spoken languages? If they are facing each other in a battle, who would win in terms of the one that has more benefit, more advantages, more power? It's quite tricky, isn't it? So I just thought, why don't we dissect it down and see what benefit has one language has and what benefit does the other one have? I've got a separate piece of video that focuses on the benefits of sign languages overall. It's slightly different to that. You can check it out in the description. But I just want to go on a head-to-head battle on sign languages versus oral languages. For the sake of argument, I'm going to be highlighting a few things that you need to be aware of. So first of all, I'm going to be assuming that people are communicating in the same language of your choice, whether it's English, Spanish, BSL, ASL, whatever it is. I'm focusing more on that. On the other hand, if there is some kind of language barrier, then we overcome it. You know, we try to maybe do gestures or use technology and some people like to shout extra loud so that the other person can understand better, which doesn't make any sense because that person doesn't understand your language. But that happens a lot, doesn't it? I'm also going to follow the argument that technically deaf people speak sign language. It is a language that, yes, they use, but also we use languages as kind of a tool to communicate with each other. So I follow the argument that you can say deaf people speak sign language or use sign language. But at the same time, it's applied to oral. You know, deaf people can also do that. But people in general use oral language or speak oral language. So I'm also using those two combinations together just to make it as even as possible. It's also not about deaf versus hearing. Maybe I'll do a separate content about that one day, which is better. Deaf or hearing. It's not about that. It's really just focusing on the two language types, if you like. And let's go on a head-to-head battle. Don't forget, if you want to support this channel, you can do that by becoming a patron of this channel. And you can do that by joining my Patreon page. Link in the description. You can find all the information there. Even if you can't do that, I would really appreciate it if you support this by subscribing, liking, following, whatever you're doing, whatever platform you're on. If you could do that, it would really mean a lot to me too. So let's start off with the spoken languages, oral languages. And I want to start off with point one, two, and three, the kind of interlink together. And that is, number one, it is more common across the world. It is more, quote, acceptable and widely recognized in various institutions. And it is also less oppressed and encouraged more in various environments. In all walks of life, it doesn't matter what you're doing, if it's at school or university, if it's at a doctor's appointment, if you are traveling, if you are in a a professional environment, in a job interview, whatever it is, it is generally seen that spoken languages are maybe more accepted, more recognized, more encouraged, It is easier because of those aspects. And that means that you are able to have various opportunities, which brings my next point. Point four would be, it is easier to be part of a business or professional opportunity. You are able to be involved in it because 
you are going to be exposed to more things because of a common language. And that means you're maybe more likely to have a job and you're going to be more likely to have a business opportunity, deals, these negotiations. It doesn't matter what it is. It just, it's going to be better for you. And it's kind of known that English is the lingua franca of the world. It's kind of more, again, accepted in the professional world, in the business world. And that means you are going to be in a better opportunity if you speak, for example, English. But it doesn't have to be English. It can be anything. Point five as well is that it is easier to be part of social opportunity, social environment. And that could be in the business world, in the professional world, like at a conference or you have a networking opportunity. But really I'm focusing more about when you are in a social event, when you are at a party, in a bar, surrounded by people just for fun. Most likely people will be speaking in other languages, which means that you get that benefit if you have that on your toolkit, then you're going to be able to connect with people more, have relationship with them more because it's easy to communicate and you are going to be part of those social events. Point six is that there are more educational resources in oral languages and that includes online or offline. So what I'm saying is that if you want to study a course or a degree, if you want to even just learn something on YouTube, you know, a new skill, a new hobby, whatever, then you're more likely to find resources in the oral language than in sign language, which means that you have opportunities to either learn something new or improve your existing skill. Point seven, kind of similar, you have more entertainment resources online and offline. And that again includes YouTube, but think about other places like Netflix and stuff. Now provided they're captioned, then that's a way of overcoming it. But if we ignore the caption size, it's very obvious that the majority, high majority of entertainment resources are oral in any languages. I'm talking about the spoken languages across the world that are very, very common and even the less common ones. They're very obvious that it's just going to be the main language in the entertainment world, not sign language. So that means you have more entertainment resources at your disposal. It's easier to communicate when you are multitasking. So... I don't really believe in multitasking. I think it's a kind of a fraud. People think that I'm good at multitasking. Technically, the brain is not capable of doing more than one thing at once. That aside, what I'm saying is the old little things, like if you are lifting something and you want to communicate, your hands are on the boxes and you're not going to sign when you are doing that, which is hashtag deaf problem. But there are other things, for example, if you are playing video games, then you again, your hands are on the controller, you're playing there, but people who are speaking orally, then you can do that. You can communicate and just have fun playing video games as well. Online, in terms of the online gaming, that's also an option. Or even even side by side, imagine that. If you're sitting beside someone and you are watching something or playing a game, then again, you can communicate and watch at the same time. So that's the advantage that oral languages have. And the last point in terms of what the oral languages have over sign language is that it is easier to communicate in the dark environment. Now, hopefully that doesn't happen a lot, but you can imagine when people create like an ambiance in a bar or a restaurant, they want to just dim the lights a bit just to create that mood. But even in other places, like when you have video calls and there are poor lighting, but it doesn't really stop people, does it? Because you can still communicate orally, whereas if it's dark and you can't see the person signing, 
yeah, that's a bit of a problem. So that is another thing that oral language has over sign language. Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? After round one, it seems like oral languages is better, has more things going for it, and it will beat sign languages hands down, no pun intended. But what about sign language? What thing that they have over oral languages? Maybe there are things there that will beat oral languages in. Well, there are actually, and I'm going to go over 10 points. The first point for sign language is that it is easier to communicate in silence, or if you're in quiet environment and you need to be quieter. Imagine in places like a library or museums, anywhere that is actually encouraged to be quiet, you can communicate in full flow and be able to understand everything if you're communicating in sign language. That's pretty cool. At the same time, it is easier to communicate in a very noisy environment. I struggle with this all the time, is that when you're trying to communicate with someone in some more noisy, like a restaurant, crowded room, bar with music, annoying music, pumping out loud, it's very hard for me to communicate. But when you're communicating sign language, that doesn't stop you. Noisy environment is fine. You've got that, but you can communicate smoothly if you are doing that in sign language. That is also pretty cool. It is also easy to communicate in the more unusual environment. So for example, through the window, you can do that. Across the room, maybe while you are eating, you don't have to watch your mouth being all full, underwater, or maybe in space. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of do that. You can communicate in all of these environment and it would be fine. Because sign language is less common, it's easier to communicate in secret. That's something that a few of my deaf friends have said. It's like, yeah, we can just be discreet and just sign in secret. Hopefully, people don't understand you, but most likely people will understand you because it is less common. I'm not saying nobody does, but you've got that upper hand a little bit so that you can communicate and just be discreet. Hmm. Point five is that it is more unique and it stands out more. And there's something special about that. It's different, it's something that you can be proud of because it's not something that is very, very common. It's part of you, it's your identity and maybe identity of a minority group, which means even more proud, you want to preserve it and protect it. And you're just so proud of it. And that's also really cool as well. It's just, it's different, isn't it? People don't really see it all the time because it's less common. And when you see it, people are, wowed by it and it's quite amazing to see but that is also a good thing point six it is easier to overcome language barriers by using gestures or even just adjusting the signs that people use so for example if trying to communicate with someone and one person has a sign for a car it's different and another person has a sign for a car is different well i think people understand that if you imitate the steering wheel then you kind of understand that you're talking about car. And that's the kind of thing that is pretty cool because in other languages, if you're trying to translate cars in many languages, then it's not going to be the same. There are some maybe similar, but in general, it would be very, very different. So that's quite cool because you'll be able to understand each other even if you don't communicate in the same sign language. But of course, it doesn't mean that you understand everything, caveat that, because I don't want people to assume that all languages are the same. No, there's no such thing as a universal language. You'll be able to overcome certain things and understand certain things, but it's not going to be completely perfect. It's just easier to adapt to the situation. Point eight, and this is a big thing I feel like when you're communicating with someone, and if you're doing it in sign language, people are more attentive. You are focused one-on-one -on -one and you are 
listening as such because you're just focusing on each other communicating because you kind of have to you're forced into it but at the same time it's a really nice thing to do it's a good gesture it's a good body language to have compared to people who are speaking orally yeah you can do that as well but a lot of the time people can be distracted or get their phone and just communicate while they're on the phone and that's a bit rude at times or they get turned their back to you and that's not great either you know that's not really a great body language but if you're assigning to each other you are more attentive to each other as well point nine is that when you are at a conference and the language will be sign language and if you understand international sign language, which is a separate thing, then that removes exclusions at conferences and professional environments. Compared to when you are in other languages, you have to know that language. And if you don't, then you don't have any other option. Hopefully it will be translated, but more often than not, they're not. But international sign language is something that people are learning. And again, it's not a universal sign language. It's just another language that is really focused on those kind of environments. I'll do a content about that another time. But really, that really helps to remove exclusions and get everyone together to understand the topic at hand. Finally, at point 10, it's a bit of a cheeky one, but screw it. You can avoid phone calls if you are deaf and or only communicate in sign language. Now, of course, you can overcome that with video calls, but really, how many industries use video calls all the time? I'm talking like banks and utility companies and insurance. They don't do that unless you go down a specific route. That's not very common. So it's annoying because you are excluded. There are barriers there. But other times when you can't and you can afford to ignore that conversation, then you can avoid answering that phone because you just can't communicate. And that can be a good thing at times because sometimes you just don't want to deal with whoever is calling. Hmm. So that's the end of that battle we had, the oral languages competing against sign language. And maybe you want to know which is better then, which has the upper hand. Well, really, the answer is neither. Neither is better than the other. What I feel is more important is that they should be treated equally, but they're not. And the, the problem is that sign language tend to be oppressed less encouraged and they're not always officially recognized in various countries and by government and institutions they're not always recognized in many places around the world and that's a problem but even that aside if you think about oral languages there are certain communities where they are oppressed as well for example indigenous communities and their languages are either discouraged or they get cut off or just kind of dying out because people are forced to learn other languages and they have to do that to be part of the civilization. But they're pushed out and they are oppressed as well. So even though I tend to focus a lot on sign language being oppressed and that should be encouraged more, it applies to any languages where it has a community of people, they depend on it, it has history, it has culture behind it, proud history as well and it tends to be cut off from the society, and that's not good enough. So it's not about which is better and which has the upper hand. It's all about making sure that they are equal, and everyone has an equal opportunity to be able to communicate however they want, but there are ways to go over that communication barrier. It doesn't matter where you are. If you are going to be in a situation where you're communicating with someone, you will have communication barrier. And that's just always going to exist when you are traveling for business or pleasure. But 
they should be equal. What do you think? Because I think it makes sense to me. So let me know in a comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And while you're at it, don't forget to do everything that is necessary. Like, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you're doing. It would really mean a lot to me. But let me know your thoughts too. In the meantime, I will speak to you again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Hear Me Out CC podcast, courtesy of hearmeoutcc.com. 